Welcome to an actual Friday night recording. Yeah, it is wild. This is the first Friday we've had in a while. For Been sure. a minute. Been a minute. Feels good. Um, I wanted to apologize. I went back and listened to <laughs> last week's podcast. Okay. I didn't re- I didn't realize how bad that gummy actually hit me until oh. after I heard that podcast. <laughs> Dude, I was like... <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes it happens. I apologize. Sometimes it happens. That's probably like 60% coherent. <laughs> oh, my dear word. That was funny. I got oh, liked I it. it. I'm like, dude, you slurred half the words you said, man. <laughs> and I was just like listening to the responses that I had to your questions. And I was thinking to myself, what the fuck? Is this guy mental? <laughs> Oh, God, that was embarrassing. Ah, uh, you know what? It happens, you know. And I'm glad we actually talked for only 45 minutes. So oh, I yeah. Like, Man, that seemed like it came to a pretty <laughs> abrupt ending there. But it's just probably like, this guy is just clowning with me. <laughs> nah, oh. I, uh, no, I actually think the 45 minute is like a good, like if we can it's get. a good number. It's a good, it's a good, like, uh nice succinct podcast you know it doesn't drag on or anything like that not saying we don't have good ones where we go over with uh you know all the content but uh you know i want to have them dragging on yeah for sure for sure um so what's um, up man yeah no so I, I just wanted to apologize for that nah, I just, you ain't gotta apologize don't even worry about it bro i was out there man nah, that, was, that was 2023 dan this is 2024 <laughs> dan <laughs> uh all right so what do we got on docket tonight we got we got a lot to talk about dan i feel like uh there's a, there's a good amount that we got to, to chat about it we got, your, we got your boys u of m1 so we definitely get yeah. into that uh we got epstein docs that got released so we can delve back into how it's now just becoming the mainstream opinion that jeffrey epstein was a spy and everybody is coming around to you know what we were talking about a year and a half two years ago it's it's wild man like this just to hear some of the stuff that they're releasing right now i'm like all right, how much of this is real? How much of this is fabricated? I feel like I still don't know what the hell is actually real or not. And yeah. how do we know who's kind of leading the narrative and you know who's releasing information first? Like that's the other thing I feel like we gotta kind of pay attention to because I'm sure a lot of it is just BS. But here's the other thing too. It's just kind of convenient the timing of some of this stuff coming up now that we're starting to kind of get into election season and they're just almost feel like they're trying to distract us from the fact of things that are actually going on in the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, uh, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that one, it comes out in court cases and two, it's stuff that like, you know, they, they being, I guess the government in this case wouldn't necessarily want us to know back when all of the Jeffrey Epstein, uh, stuff initially popped off kind of in the middle of, you know, the Me Too movement and the sort of political social unrest that was that period of time from 2015 to 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, now we're starting to get some more of the truth come out as history tends to, you know, as that's kind of how history tends to happen. You know, you find out stuff later on that makes everything that was going on at that point clear. And I don't know. To me, it's just like, yeah, dude was some sort of spy or agent for multiple governments, and he was just trying to keep people who had political and or social power um, yeah. happy. Well, yeah, it's like he was not only happy, but anyone who had any type of power, I felt like there was also, to some degree, him getting information that he could oh, use. Oh, yes, 100% to leverage against them in some instances or manners for yeah 
for whatever reason. Either against them or in favor of the whatever government he is working for. Exactly. I thought one of the craziest things, and this is this sounds terrible, God rest, you know. I just, you know, so, everything that I, I Stephen Hawking. You talk about Stephen Hawking. So, what <laughs> yeah. came out about Stephen Hawking? Just that he rode on the plane at one point. No, that uh, he would frequent the island, and oh, okay. that one of his like weird things is he loved watching small people. Uh, try to write on a chalkboard naked, <laughs> dude. That is not. There's no way that's true. That's got to no, be some internet true. BS, that's man. Not true. It's not. No. Okay. <laughs> but he did. He did like to uh, <laughs> solve really difficult problems <laughs> on a step on a stepping stool on a chalkboard. Okay. Um. No. 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 So. Uh. No, I heard that joke somewhere. I thought it was really funny though. Um. No. But for real, I guess he did like orgies. He was that was like one of the things he was all about is like having multiple partners at the same time. And I don't know. This was pre pre Stephen like, Hawking was, uh, in a wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this was probably pre Stephen Hawking talking through a computer. I gotta think that orgies would have been very difficult for him towards the end of his life. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Given the circumstances. Um, what uh, do you? Um, I watched this or I listened to this other podcast called uh, Whiskey Ginger. Um, okay. Andrew San- Santino. Do you know Andrew Santino? Mm-mm-mm. And then Bobby Lee. Okay. Andrew yeah. Andrew Santino's like a comedian from. Oh Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm familiar with who they are. Yeah. So him and Bobby Lee got that podcast, and the stuff that they were talking about on there had me crying laughing. <laughs> like his impersonation of Stephen Hawking, like talking through the the camera, and like. Oh yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff he was saying had me rolling, dude. Okay. It's so, so somehow Stephen Hawking is now caught up in this Jeff Epstein thing, the Jeff yep, Epstein saga. Supposedly a list of one of the people who who has or had visited the island at some point in time. To visit because what they've released um, recently is flight logs, and I don't. Not, so it's just who used Jeffrey Epstein's private jet. Private jet or go to the island? No, just, some of them went to the island, but in order, see, here's the thing: in order to get to the island, the way I understand it, you had to fly into a local airport. Because there was no airport on the island, and then take like a helicopter or a boat to the island. So, interesting. What the logs are, though, is just people who used his jet. It's it's just it's just pilot flight logs. So, like, if you took his jet okay. and flew up to New York City from Florida, then you'd be on this list. Okay. So interesting. That's where it's like, you know, we can't make the jump of like if you're on the list. You're a pedophile, you know, island and you're a pedophile. We're talking about someone who was very well connected, clearly, clearly for uh, reasons that probably will never be fully divulged. But he was a spy. And uh, so, you know, he was whining and dining whoever he could and probably using that jet, you know, as freely as he could. If you were famous, rich, powerful enough, whatever the criteria were, you could get a ride on his jet if you wanted. Doesn't make you a bad person. Just means you wanted to use a private jet. I would like to fly in a private jet at some point. It sounds I would love convenient. To fly in a private jet. Yeah. I, I mean, if someone I knew had a private jet that I could fly in, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, but now you're going to have to ask them if they've got a secret island somewhere where they take underaged uh, females and let. Like, uh, Are you a spy? Yeah. Are you a spy? What? Yeah. Or ask them I if they're a spy. Still, <laughs> yeah, are you, are you working for Mossad? It's really crazy to me. I still go back to the cover up and his, and his death and how shady it was. Oh, yeah. All the shit that went down. Yep. Like, there's no way to me that that wasn't a setup, and there's no way to me that that wasn't a cover-up of some type because he had so much information I mean, that yeah. could be devastating to people yep. power. Yep. So, I wouldn't don't be, know. Just, wouldn't, just wouldn't, going back to that. But. Wouldn't be the first time in history that a spy was killed because they knew too much, you know? Exactly. It happens. Exactly. It happens. It's part, um, of the, part of the job. So, other than that, other than Stephen Hawking's, I haven't really, you know, read up too much on it. No, I haven't, I haven't seen anything other than... It seems like a lot of stuff we already knew, right? That Trump used his plane a couple times. Bill Clinton seemed yep. to love using his plane. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> were, and then, you know, the like Alan Dershowitz is somebody who seemed to use his plane like every other day. Uh, so, who was the royal? Who was the royal? Oh, yeah. Guy and Prince Andrew. Him? Prince Andrew obviously Prince loved Andrew. using his plane. So, well, people already said he was somewhat of a pedophile, anyways. So yeah. So, that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah. So, it's. Um, uh, it seems like it's just kind of the usual suspects at this point. Nothing real new has come out that I'm aware of. Yeah. Other than Stephen Hawking like to watch little people do complicated math naked on, on the stool. On chalkboards. Yeah. 
I forget who said Golly. that joke, but it was really funny that's, to me. That's, that's great. He's like, yeah, he loved to uh, watch small people stand up on a stool <laughs> trying to solve difficult equations on a chalkboard. Imagine that meeting between him and Epstein. It's like, hey, man, I can get you anything you want. What do you want? I would like to watch tiny people do complicated math on chalkboards. Yeah, exactly. All right, line it up. <laughs> no, that answer is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try yeah, again. he's just a dick to them, just belittling <laughs> their math skills. <clears throat> All right, we're going to hell. Cool. Uh, so, um, <laughs> anyways... <laughs> Um, speaking on things that are probably a little lighter, I guess, in terms, um, coming back from, uh, the football game on, on Saturday, did you watch the, the Cowboys in the, the good old Lions? I didn't watch, no, I didn't watch the game. Um, I didn't even realize they were playing on Saturday until I started to see in text messages were like, oh, Lions got job, Lions got job, Lions, you know, and then uh, kind of. Have you gone back and watched any of the highlights? I did. So I watched the, uh, I watched the controversial stuff that happened in that game. Um, the obvious call with the Lions where did Taylor Decker check in or not check in? Um, but then I also saw some chatter on a tripping call that uh, went against the Cowboys. Hutchinson's, yeah. That Hutchinson. was should have been called on Aiden Hutchinson. That just it was a complete screw up by the refs. Um, yep. So I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts on that. I have some. So I think um, one, the check-in thing. It seems as if the ref just flubbed who he thought was checking in to be the eligible receiver. Either that or he legitimately was like, I don't like how the Lions are doing this, so I'm just going to report that 70, who's been reporting the whole game is, and screw you, Dan Campbell, is like the most malicious because um, that's at least that's kind of how I see it. I don't see it as like this big conspiracy to like try to throw the game against the Lions, um, although that's kind of yeah. how it looked initially. But, um, you know, he went and told the Cowboys 70. was. It's not like they changed it after the fact, you know what I mean? Um, it's just a screw yeah. up. Uh, Tripping call just seemed to be a dumb move on their part where they just completely screwed that up. Yeah. I guess so for the for the check-in on the two-point conversion. Yeah. My only my only thought on that is it changes the entire outcome of the game. Yeah, the tripping could have had some other impact that could yep. have happened. But when you look at the significance of the check-in and how they call the ineligible receiver. Yep. You got 24 seconds left on the clock after right. that score. Plenty of time. Even if the Cowboys do get an opportunity to take it down and potentially score a field goal, like that's still like that's a score that you're taking away from someone. Yeah. Right? And and to that to that point, it has a lot of other impacts to overall records, the potential of the Lions winning the one seed. So here here's my my thought is right. If the Lions had won that game, right, and yep. they're 12 and Twelve and two, four, the two right? seed right now. Yeah, twelve and four. They'd be the two. Yep. And San Francisco, yeah, to my gonna, knowledge, I believe is playing on the road. Right. Yeah. The, so the Lions are potentially going from two against the Rams. Uh, well, San Francisco. You mean this week? Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, that sounds about right. I know. Yeah, I mean the 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 way it screws the Lions. I mean they could have potentially had two home games, playoff home games, and now yeah. it looks like. They're going to have to, you know, if they win the wild card weekend, they're going to have to go on the road to like San Francisco and play the one seed or something along those lines. Yep. You so know. They, they're playing the Vikings at home on Sunday, which is their final game of the regular season. They could finish 12 and 5, which would be fantastic. Yep. I love that as a Lions fan. Yep. But the thing that bothers me is, man, you could be, you're talking, you could be 13 and 13 and 4. Bro, that was the prediction. Our My prediction, was, our, it's 13 and yeah. 4. And the refs just jobbed. They jobbed us, Dan. This is, we're the victim here. Did you put money on that? Thirteen no. and four. No, I did not. That would have been sweet. Well, yeah. Now I can go get pissed off at the refs even more for my money. Yeah. Um, I can't believe there's two games on Saturday and only four games on Sunday. Yeah, man. They're in full on. No more college football. So they're trying to take up the whole weekend type of vibe. Yeah. Um. So hold on. I, I just finished this off. So I think right, going back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the problem is is that there's too much on the refs in general, given the amount of technology that we have now at these games. And I think the solution, because <clears throat> we're a solutions podcast, Dan, we're not whiners, we're solutions we men. 
I think the solution is to is to have a full time video. What 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 soccer does? They have the video assisted replay or referee, whatever they they call it, VAR. But to where there's actually someone in the ref's ear on every call, basically have someone who's watching the game, watching all the video feeds, who is in the ref's ear after every play, going, uh, "Yeah, that uh, that tripping call that was uh, actually on the Lions. Uh, you guys screwed that up. So uh, why don't you call it on the Lions and uh, you know go ahead and, and make that call? Um, I got yeah, tripping no on 97. I feel like what? There's no accountability. What do you mean? It's just like if the referees make a call. Oh, it's, that's a bad call. It's the wrong call. It's just it's considered a bad call and it's a missed call or whatever. Yeah. There's no accountability for it. Well, I so think like yeah, I think the other the other end of the solution is you got to have full time referees. We can't have these dudes who are fifty five year old lawyers who are part time referees. Like, but I thought that I, I thought they're full time referees. It's just when whenever it's in season, they're referee. Whenever it's out of season, they're doing their other job. Yeah, exactly. They shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing referee and full time. They pay them. It's, you don't. You don't have an NFL season that lasts. So what? Time. Go. Go to conferences. Go to you know seven on sevens. Go continue. Go watch film. Go see where you can get better. They are talking about spring football. Uh, you know the the joint. You, you heard about that, right? The XFL and the. Oh yeah. Um. The, what We're is gonna it? get more the XFL? XFL and the. I don't know. IFL. What was it? The other one. The UFL. I don't know, but. Not, think, or is the US USFL? It's yeah. now going to be the national spring league, national football league. Or no, it's the what the hell is the new? There's like a new. Spring I don't know, league. man. It was a combining of the XFL and somebody else. Yeah, but I but I think the the other problem you have with this part time thing is that when they have other jobs, now we're exposing them to a whole bunch of different uh, conflict of interest type situations where now not only are they a referee, but they're also a lawyer. They're a lawyer who's connected to a bunch of people. Those people may be connected to other people. Maybe those people can put money into their pocket. It just makes it a lot easier for people to point to it and go, yeah, this is this shit's rigged. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, I think you. that absolutely that on top of the idea that you have someone who's constantly looking at the video feed, who essentially counts as another referee, who can come in and basically say, uh, yeah, he uh, stepped out at the... Because I think it also helps with the replays, to where part of and we've talked about this before part of my issue with the with football in general right now is that we have to have this stoppage of play uh go look at the video monitor have the ref go look at the video monitor potentially have somebody in New York look at the video monitor all to get a play call that every single person watching the game can see and figure out what the right call is within about 12 seconds you know, so just have someone that comes over there, Mike, and goes, uh, yeah, uh, it's actually not a touchdown. We got him uh, stepping out at the 32-yard line. Ball should be, uh, you know, home team, uh, first and 10 from the 32. Yeah, just speed up the process, make it more yeah. efficient. That makes sense. Yeah. I agree. You know, it's just it's it, it, it helps out in so many different levels. And then you, it, they just do the same thing with penalties. Like, yeah, uh, I see you called, uh, you know, holding. Uh, yep, I confirm that uh, there was holding on that play on that guy. You're good to go. Everybody moves on. Yeah. I feel like after this season, there's probably going to be some additional rules that are made with like reviewing plays or something along those lines, just because of some of the controversy that there has been yeah. with. There's just know, so much money the, now with Vegas. The, Vegas how involved. many times now have they called like offensive uh, uh, offsides? Yeah. Like, See that? That's happened a lot more this year than it's yep. happened in years past. Yeah, well, yeah, I could say the controversy with all forward yep. before they go to hike the ball. Yep. Like that's happened every every game yep. for as long as we've been around, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy how some of that stuff can impact the game. But anyway, um, so that's that's my solution is just have a yeah, video, I just like have a rep. Solution. This cuz I mean, to be honest, Dan, do we even really need all these refs on the field with all the video technology we have nowadays? I don't think we do. I mean, probably not. Like it's easier to probably watch. Not. It's easier to watch the line and what's going on from the TV than it is to be stuck in the middle of a bunch of dudes who are, you know, six foot five and three hundred pounds. And you're just this tiny little lawyer who's like kind of trying to. Oh, is that guy? Like it just. I don't know. It just feels like we can we can give the refs the technology. It'll make them better. Make them more professional. And uh, you can avoid some of this garbage because <clears throat> it seems like that team in particular has uh, been pretty bad this year. Yep, agreed. So that's um, that's the Lions' job. They got screwed. 
but life goes on up with the nfl stuff i'm curious to get your thoughts on the teams that are in the hunt and on the bubble still we got some uh, pretty big matchups this weekend for some spots yeah dude we're starting to lock uh, down some seating here the bucks need to to win um at carolina i think in order to lock in that four seed which they should yep carolina although carolina has locked in the one seed for the bear or the one uh first overall overall, yeah first overall draft pick for the bears so they don't really have anything to to lose for anymore you know what i mean all right so so far clint's to playoff spot we got the ravens are the one seed in the afc dolphins uh two seed uh right now chiefs are the three seed and the browns are locked in at the five seed we got in the hunt the jagoffs the bills and the colts um and then on the bubble the texans and the steelers so the texans play the colts um this week um if, if they, they beat the Colts then they're in. That's a that's a playing game for both teams. Yep, pretty pretty much. Bills play the Dolphins, I believe that's for the division. Um which is why Miami's locked up a spot but the Bills haven't. Bills could Wait still a second. Aren't the Jagoffs in the same division as the Colts and the They are. So any one of those teams could win the could win the AFC South, yeah. Four seed, uh, yeah. Well, no, they, any one of them could win the four seed. Yeah, whoever wins that division will get Jagoffs, the four. Colts, or Texans. Yep. I don't think so if the Jagoffs lose, and that means the Texans get the four seed. I'm guessing that I don't know if the Texans can. Well, no, if the Jagoffs lose, then it's the Colts or the Texans. Whoever wins that game wins the division. I think if the Jagoffs win, yeah. the Jagoffs win the division. And then the Colts and Texans are playing for a potential wild card spot. Okay, so the highest that the Colts or the Texans could get would be the seventh or eighth seed. Yeah, and then you're looking at the Bills. I think if the Bills lose, they could actually be out of the playoffs. If they lose, they've still got a 67% chance, according to this website, to make the playoffs. Um, Jagoffs, if they lose, they only got a 22% chance. So I guess the Jagoffs, they could they could be out if they lose. Um, Interesting. I feel like the AFC is a lot more uh, interesting right now than the NFC. It is. NFC is kind of locked in. You got the Niners at one, Cowboys at two. Depends on what goes on with them in Washington. Lions at three. Um, I think they have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. So, I really don't want the Seahawks in the playoffs. I feel like they're kind of kind of a sneaky team threat of the of the bubble teams. They're yeah, they they got a tough path though, man. They got to win and even if they win they need some help. Yeah. They got to like win and they're going to They got to win and I think they got to have the Packers lose to the Bears. Yeah. So I don't I mean, dude. Man, who is the real deal, you know? Like who is going to come on top this year? I the Browns could come out of nowhere and just win the AFC, I feel like. That's I'll take kind of crazy to me. Yeah, right now I'll take any of the top three seeds other yeah, on e- on either side, other than the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't think the Cowboys yeah, are gonna do you don't it. I like the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys. Um man, the Chiefs are also tough this year, dude. You know, they still have Pat Mahomes, but they just don't you know, Travis Kelsey's getting old. Driving the way I think that they should be right now. Yeah. Um, and then I the Browns. The same thing about the Eagles too, man. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it. Yeah. But then and then you got the Browns, who man is Joe Flacco going to do it? Dude, Hollywood Joe, man, you never know. Dude, they're they're a team. Talk about like a a sneaky Super Bowl bet at this point. I mean, the Browns could get them. They got dude. Miles Garrett is is legit. One of the best players in the league this year. I feel like you got to look at defenses at this time of the year. You do, yeah. Out. So that's where it's like Ravens. You're going to make the best the best runs in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, so this was sure. Ravens, Browns, 49ers, maybe Chiefs. I guess Cowboys you could throw in there. Um, but that's where it gets tough with, like, the Dolphins. It's like, man. <sighs> they don't have a very good defense. Yeah. I just don't see them going that far. Yeah. which I don't know, man. You know contrarian take about the dolphins we've been wrong a lot on this podcast but yep. we'll see yep absolutely um yeah so the dolphins bills that's a big matchup yeah dude also don't count, like, count out the bills i mean you know josh allen is josh allen. i mean he hasn't had much help this year but he's still josh allen they'd be they'd be 11 and 6 yep does that mean does that mean that they could win the division yeah if they beat the dolphins i think they win the division 
So do they just flop then? Does one of them go to the two and the other one goes to the six? I don't know. Maybe. Does the Bills go to the two seed? Possibly. Let's see. They'd be 11 and five. They'd make uh, the... No, they'd be eleven and six. The Dolphins would be eleven and six. So then, at that point, if the Browns win this weekend, they'd be twelve and five. So they would be at the two. No, they wouldn't because they have to win the division. Oh, because they would, they're not going to win their division. The yeah, you're right. Damn. So that's why they could. That's, that's why, why they're locked in at the five. Well, they could probably. Could they be the four though? No, because it's four divisions. Four division winners. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why North, you got south, the south, east, west. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's why you got so the Browns. They're going to have to go on the road. Huh. Interesting. Which I don't, I like, to me, that's not a big thing because Joe Flacco's been looking lights out. Because no Joe what Flacco's play. been looking lights out is not a phrase I expected to hear in 2024. Not in 2024 for college or for NFL <laughs> football. Maybe Joe Flacco, Flacco, the commentator, has been lights out in 2024. Or like Joe Flacco, the call Joe- announcer or the call play caller for yeah the, joe flacco the high school coach has been lights out delaware in 20 20- yeah. <laughs> yeah i think so just a play caller for the <laughs> delaware knights or whatever the fuck they're called joe flacco that we have what 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 is the university of delaware what is their mask don't they have the same helmets as uh, u of m just with a yeah. lighter yellow yeah i feel like they're like the bees the or wing, something the winged helmet Maybe they're the wing jackets. The wing jackets. <laughs> the Delaware wing jackets. All right, mascot. They are the the hell. Little, uh, UD is the name of the mascot. He appears to be some sort of bird. Uh, he's officially andronymous, according to his Wikipedia page. Uh, the fighting blue hens. The fighting blue hens. The blue. Yeah, the fighting blue hens. Never, never in a million years would have guessed that. Yeah, me either. I was uh, fighting blue hens. The University of Delaware fighting blue hens. Wow, I still remember when he made that playoff run with the Ravens, man, and they won it. Yeah, I'm still not convinced Delaware's a state. To be honest with you, man, I think it's maybe it's one of those weird state. Isn't it tiny? It's, it's like smaller than the whole island of Puerto Rico. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, Delaware to me is just a glitch in the matrix that only shows up whenever you need Delaware facts. Yeah, like where is it even located? Is it like next to It's like to smooshed into the Virginia? East Coast. It's like smooshed. It's like next to New York. Uh, it's like Washington DC. Is it Joe Biden from Delaware? He is, yeah. That's funny. That's why it's made I think up. I think I uh Delaware was originally part of Pennsylvania maybe, like well, back really? when they first drew up like the colonies and stuff. It was one of the thirteen original colonies. No, but here's the here's the, here's the trivia question, Dan. It wasn't thirteen? It was right. twelve because Delaware was technically part of Pennsylvania at the time. Oh, that's the trivia question. I think so. Yeah. Colonies. Yeah, I think. And why do they say thirteen original colonies? Because you know nobody wants to get into the minutia of who actually owned Delaware at that point in time. You know, like it's hard to explain right. that Delaware is you know Delaware. Yeah. Okay. So Delaware. Here's a good trivia question for you. Where was where was the original? Um, uh, Capitol building. The original Capitol building. Like the original White House. I don't, I would say like Philadelphia, maybe. I don't know. It was Washington, D.C. somewhere. I don't know. No, it was Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia. Okay, yeah. Because that's where Philadelphia was like the biggest city in the 13 colonies at that time. And it's kind of where weird. all the revolutionary not, stuff went down. not be New York being like on the coast and stuff? Yeah, because, dude, Philadelphia was where it was at. All right, so... Speaking of Philadelphia, Delaware is south of Philly and west of Washington, D.C., east of Washington, D.C., and Maryland. East of East of of Maryland, south of Philadelphia, New Jersey, south of New Jersey, east of Maryland. That's where you're going to find Delaware. Interesting. And it is east of I didn't know it was east. That's crazy. Also connected to, like I said, Pennsylvania. It's got like a little sliver that borders up against Pennsylvania. You ever heard of the Delaware Water Gap? No. That's where you drive through it if you're going to the East Coast, man. It's the, the Delaware Del- Water Gap? Yeah, it has to do with the Delaware River, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it's in it's in Pennsylvania. Is that the river that Washington crossed over, the Delaware River, to I get might to? might have been. No, the Potomac. Was it the Potomac? 
Washington River. What was the river that President Washington crossed over? I thought it was the Delaware River. We're going to find out. Delaware. It was the Delaware. You're right. Also, did you know that George Washington was like six foot two, 200 something pounds? Oh, yeah, dude. He was a big, gnarly, redheaded dude with fake teeth. So someone told me, well, not someone, I, I heard this pretty funny joke where the guy talked about, yeah, no wonder the British feared yeah, it's, uh, George Washington. is He's just a big, giant ogre running yeah, around trying to kill what was the, uh That's uh, Shane Gillis's new stand-up. Yeah, Shane Gillis. Did you yeah, watch it? I did, yeah. It's good. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It pretty funny, yeah. It's pretty on point, I thought. Yeah, no, he's exactly on point. Yeah. Um, anyways, speaking of... Uh, other great American um, <laughs> pastimes. That's right. We went from University football to the Revolutionary War. We stopped <laughs> off in Delaware. Anyway. Other great American pastimes, Michigan football. Yeah. Uh, the title game. Arr. That's right. They got the Washington Huskies. Michael Penix and his quest for the ring. I couldn't ask for uh, a crazier up and down game for the Michigan Alabama game there. Michigan oh, wanted they wanted to lose that game, Dan. They did for so for so much of it. I couldn't believe it. How much practice um, time this week is dedicated to catching and fielding catching punts? punts? Yes. I feel like what they need to practice doing is Fair, fair calling it and being on the opposite side of the field so it just goes in the end zone. Dude, like, or give me a break. the the uh, first play from scrimmage where JJ pick. rolls yeah. out, has the dude wide open, doesn't throw it to him, decides at the last second, I'm going to throw it to him, and airmails it, gets bailed out because the dude I happened. trying to throw it away, and then I saw that guy – Dude, I, I thank God they 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 saw that someone caught that because if that would have been the start to the game, that was a had, that was like, a that was a oh lucky my God. It was such lucky a swift kick to the dick. It was yes. just like this again. This is happening. So again. the best breakdown of the game I saw was Michigan got the yips. Alabama's doing kind of Alabama things. Michigan got the yips again. Alabama does Alabama things, and then it's like it's just like Michigan. It's almost like they just kept getting. Like, you know, holder can't put down the kick for the extra point. They miss the field goal. The punter can't return the, you know, he tries to make a hero play on that yeah, one where he comes up. We have a very good field goal kicker this year at all. So really? Okay. Really, so I mean, that's not I, surprising. I really yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really blame that guy. That wasn't surprising. The, the missed hold, that surprised me a little bit. And then the field, uh, the, the punt stuff. Like, we had received punts all year and yeah. never had an issue. Never that was wild. That first one, I think it had a lot to do with just like not playing out in California and realizing that the sun, you know, obviously played a big factor. Yeah, potentially. The first, I think, like later game that they played where the sunset was kind of like. Yeah, the way I mean, you still got to catch. You still got to catch the punt. Yeah, the wind was pretty wicked too, which I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but yeah, yeah you definitely should have caught or, that. Or but the last one almost gave me a freaking heart attack. Or where? Can you imagine if they picked that ball up and scored that touchdown, like. Right as they punted it to us to end yeah. basically end the game. Or dude, the the I couldn't get over that. The Jim Harbaugh kneeling the ball to run out the clock and then calling a timeout. Yeah, and, what the fuck was that? And then kneeling about, the ball again. He had to like go forward a little bit to kneel that ball. Yeah. Could you imagine if there would have been a muffed fumble yeah. on that? If they play? screw that up somehow. Oh what are you God, doing? Dude. That was the most. I, I watched the game and I'm like, what in the hell? Uh, first of all, I was. I, I was maybe Bama called timeout. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I was very oh. surprised. I mean, I guess it made sense at that point. Like, you're more likely to screw up and have Alabama score and end the game that way than you are to get anything positive at that point. Just go to overtime. Yeah. Um, but to kneel it, it was... and then call timeout and kneel it again was one of the weirdest sequences yeah, dude, i've ever seen i was like thank god we kneeled and took the ball to ot and then i saw we called timeout I'm like what the fuck <laughs> why why would you call timeout what, what yeah, is dude. your fucking problem <laughs> there's nowhere to kneel the ball oh, no you had like a yard to, to to mess with yeah we already backed up the last play we have less room now yeah jesus jenny that was wild it was crazy but it was fun. Um, so, so anyway, all that to say, hopefully they got that out of the system. 
uh, yeah. in the Bama game. I was pretty close in my 27-24 bet. You were, yep. I said 27-24 was 27-20. Um, they're gonna have to. I will say they're gonna have to score that, more. That very, this game, very underrated play that happened in that game was in the final two minutes when we were making that drive and that ball was tipped at the line that JJ threw and Roman somehow caught that ball. Oh yeah, yep. And brought it up to like yep. the ten yard line and yep. they ended up running in after that or whatever or yep. getting the ball in after that. Yep. That catch, in my opinion, saved the game. It was extremely underrated because of all that fiasco that happened the last two minutes. Right. Just a but that, time. That, that was literally the point where I felt like, holy shit, we can score here and win this game. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I also think uh, the ability of Jalen Milrow to not be able to throw the ball was uh, like – I, I didn't take that into account as much going into the game. Like, wow, this yeah. this dude really can't uh, throw very well. Well, it wasn't even just that. It's like they they didn't really scheme to throw the ball that much. I felt no. Like. It was like it was like deep shots or like quick outs or curls. Like there yeah, was no like, like there wasn't a whole mid, lot of mid level. Yeah, no, yeah, timing no type stuff. Or like yeah, that. which means it just makes it makes me think they just don't trust him to throw the ball over the middle of the field type of I, yeah, feeling maybe it was just the looks that michigan's defense was giving them i know that they they typically play like a free safety or just a safety up top and don't really ever go into cover two so i don't know maybe that was why because they they play a lot of man on the outside yeah but um, even that i mean you would think they would run something over the middle there's got to be middle field open looks throughout the yeah, game sometime I, I just it was weird they just never really and here here's the other thing too and i i, I didn't mention this last week but one of the things that I really thought was going to have is, is rushing Milrow to make the decisions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt like yep. they Michigan put definitely got after him. Yeah. him in the first half and getting those sacks. I think it was five sacks in the first first half. Yeah. It was like something and like. They only dude, had one the rest of the game or something. Yeah. And I think that's going to be big in this week's game against Washington because, I mean, Michigan's defense, oh, like half of those dudes could be on NFL rosters right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. So and Penix, I think, is is, in my opinion, Obviously, he's a lot more seasoned than. Our season's better, just a better passer in general. Yeah, and I, that's that, that's one of the things that I'm kind of curious to see how we do against in that game is is the deep ball threat because he threw that quite a bit against Texas. Dude, he was quite a he bit. was throwing dimes too. He was slinging, dude. He yeah. was slinging. So it's gonna so be. I think that will be yeah, a it's, big tell. See how we approach that. Yeah, I mean, Will Johnson versus uh, Romo Dunze is gonna be like a big battle. Yeah, I think it's a good matchup, though. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to a good game. should be fun, yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think it, it should be a good game. I think Michigan's going to have to score more, but they also, I think, are going to be able to kind of control the game a little bit more with the run game than they were maybe against Alabama. Um, yeah. You know, kind of lean on Washington more. And if they don't muff punts, then, you know, they're in even better shape. I like a 35-28 game. 35-28? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's still – because, like, I feel like everyone's going to be amped up. There's going to be a lot of scoring. I don't think it's going to be as much of a defensive. No, I don't think it will be either, yeah. yeah. I agree. I think that's um, that's probably a good score. I I don't have, like, a score prediction that uh, is going to be any different than that. I think that's uh, that seems like you uh, – somewhere in that. Either 35-28 Michigan wins or 35-28 Washington wins, I think, is probably about yeah. right. Agreed. Um, I, I would love to not have high blood pressure during the game, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I was chilling during that Alabama. I was just chill. I was, I mean, I'm obviously not a Michigan fan, so, but I wasn't like hardcore rooting against Michigan. I was just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. What, you know, oh, there they go again, shooting themselves in the foot. Okay. Like, they're clearly that. Dude, every time my brother and I would just like look at each other, like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. It felt very like, um, like, I say this, like, if you give... Like, if, are you really just trying to lose? Like, yeah, like, their their roster was clearly better than Alabama's. I think if you, like, if you switch coaches, it's hard to believe that Nick Saban doesn't take Michigan's roster and just steamroll, you know, Alabama's roster behind uh, Jim Harbaugh. Good push, man. Thank you. That was... Uh, I need to come out. Um, no, I agree, man. I think it's... It was a lot more about the, the players, and I think they... Yeah, get... showed that outside of the adversity that they've kind of had to face this year from outside. You know, they just got a good squad. They've, 
Yeah, man, they just look great together. Yeah, it's just, it's a good, think, nice seasoned, it's a well seasoned squad. If Michigan can somehow win this national championship, I would go out as far on a limb to say this is the greatest University of Michigan football team they've ever had. Oh, you put them above the '97 squad? Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. I would. Who was the quarterback for that they, squad? Brian think Greasy. Had, think about who they've had to beat to get there. Um, you can't be that you much. Know, the Oh, like Ohio, I mean, Ohio State, Penn State, Alabama. Say, this is this has been the greatest year for, uh, you know, Blake Corum closing out that record of having the most rushing touchdowns of of any Michigan player. Led the FBC in touchdowns as well. Yep. I mean, JJ didn't have as as great of a season, but I mean, he's closing in on a lot of. You know, career numbers for you know U of M as a, as a quarterback as well. What um, for, for what yeah. passing yards? Well, I guess Mich- Michigan's never had like a real prolific passer. Yeah, you know, like Tom Brady. They got Tom probably, Brady. John Navarre was probably the closest yeah. we ever had. Tom Brady was not a great pass. Like he didn't put up a bunch of numbers. Brian they Greasy. They ran. We've always been a run first. Yeah, it's always kind of been that that Big Ten run the ball type of uh, yeah. vibe. <clears throat> Yeah, that's. I mean, do you, all right. What are your thoughts on JJ going pro? I kind of wish he would stay one more year, but I feel I like there's some other guys coming in that there's like, why? What's the point? Who, who are you talking about the orgy guy? No, so orgy's the guy who's there right now. Yeah, um, I think we got uh, Jalen da- or Jaden Davis. Um, I think he's the guy who transferred over from. Uh, oh, where did he come from? Um, Jaden Davis, <clears throat> number thirty. Oh, so he's a he's a high schooler. Yeah, so he's the guy who's supposed to be the new gotcha big, big name U of M. He's a five star quarterback. Gotcha. Twenty twenty five five star. Yeah, but you think they're gonna they're not gonna want to start him as a freshman? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's a yeah. He's practicing with the team right now already. He's already done the early enrollment. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Um, I like Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think like, he should I think he should stay though. I don't think he's shown I think he should stay too. I don't think he should leave because my my opinion is is that he's got a lot to learn still and he's he's still not the greatest size wise compared to well, they're not, what I want him to be in the NFL. They're not gonna they're gonna probably have to pass the ball next year too, more. Um yeah. which should I, you know, theoretically make him, if he does well, high, like I don't know that he's looked upon as like a great draft pick right now. No, I don't think so either. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a first or second round guy. I think he's probably like a third round right pickup for quarterback. Um, not saying that I don't think he has the abilities to be successful in the league. Like I think. He definitely is. He's smart. I think he understands the game. I just think he he needs to get more reps under his belt, and I think he needs to learn a little bit more about reading defenses. Yeah, I think those two things could could really help accelerate because I know he's got a I know he's got a good arm. He can sling the ball if he really wants to, and I know he's got pretty decent vision when it comes to running as well. But I still think there's opportunity for him to still learn more in college, especially from Harbaugh. I think if Harbaugh stays, he stays. If Harbaugh is gone, I think he leaves too. Okay. So let's see where pro football focus has JJ currently. I'm going to say he's probably like a top 40. They got player. him at 48 overall. 48? Okay. He's so All right. So they got quarterback-wise, he's one, two, three, four, six. five, six. Yeah. So they got Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, then Jane Daniels, Michael Penix, and Bo Nix above him, which I feel I think that feels pretty. That yeah, feels pretty. Bo, yeah, Bo Nix feels Oregon, right. Again, Penix from Washington. Yep. Like those guys. Those guys are also way older than JJ. They are. Too. Yes. JJ is a true. I think JJ is a junior this year. Yep. Bo Nix is like a super so, senior. Yeah, Bo Nix and Michael Penix is a super uh, senior. Jaden Daniels super senior. Drake May is a sophomore. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams is a, a senior. No, he's a junior. Oh, he's a junior. Yep. Oh. They could have left. He could have left after a sophomore year. Can they leave after their? I don't think they can. I thought he was talking about going to the league last year. Maybe I was wrong. No, I think I don't think so. Either way. Oh no, you can because Drake would... Drake May's a, a sophomore and he's yeah. So yeah, you can't. I get. I think you have to be a redshirt sophomore though. I think you have to have three years out of high school. 
don't know, who if knows? I had could my be decision, wrong. I would keep JJ. Yeah, I mean, I'm more of like you know, step away from the Michigan fan. Like, do you think it's a good decision for him to go pro? And I don't, I don't think it is. No, but maybe I mean maybe it, maybe he looks at going to get the, I don't think he's going to get that paycheck. Well, but like maybe he looks at the 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 team that next year will be and is like, yeah, we're losing a bunch of guys. Offensive line is not going to be as good. Defense is probably not going to be as good. Like maybe maybe I, this is my shot to kind of leave at peak and give it a shot. He could, yeah, but at the same well. time, he's got to be making money through the NIL. So, yeah, you know, if he's only going to be a, a second or third round pick. And maybe it does make sense to stay, you know, make make a little more money, try to get a higher draft pick. Are having those conversations as well. Yeah, it's probably kind of like a secondary thing to them. You think? Um, uh, I know we sure he's thinking about it. You, we constantly hash this out, but uh, Harbaugh to the NFL if they win the Natty. Yeah, I think if if they win the national championship, I would say it's almost a guarantee he's gone. Yeah. Um, if they don't, uh, I think it's probably fifty fifty. I do know that the uh, the guy who's his current agent that he just recently hired is like a NFL guy, right? So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he could potentially go to the league. I just don't like. There's so many teams that are looking for a coach right now. Like, where where is a good fit? I mean, is it Vegas? Is it Chicago? Is it um, seeing or is it uh, the Chargers? Like, yeah, I think it's Chicago. There's a bunch of different teams. I, I think, think there's a bunch of different teams that could use. A I coach. think yeah, I think it's Ch- Chicago or the Chargers because. Chargers have a quarterback. Chicago, you can, you can decide. But does he want to uplift his entire family to do that? Like I mean, that's the question. It's just Chicago. It ain't that far. Yeah, but you're talking about you have your family. I mean, I think the answer is yes. I think Jim Jim Harbaugh definitely wants to go back to the NFL. There, you think so, dude? I saw a quote the other day from. He says he's, he says he's happy coaching college yeah. football. Yeah, no, I think I think if 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 the NFL wants him, I think he wants back in. But like the quote, what's like the, what's the number though? What's the what's the price? Like Fifteen point? million a year. You think that's it? Just fifteen mil. That's more than he's going to make at Michigan. What's the current offer? Like twelve and a half a year? Something. All right. Yeah, I think this. I think the current offer or the rumored current offer is like twelve and a half a year. NFL coaching. I also think. I also think he's waiting until after the national championship because if he wins, then he's got more leverage yes. to say, "Hey, U of M, if you want me to stay, you got to pay me X amount more." Yeah, but he's also got you know more potential leverage with NFL teams at that point as well. So. Yeah. No, I think I think he wants to go back to the NFL. The quote I saw was, "You don't hire the agent he hired to negotiate with Ward Manuel." Yeah, you know, you do it because you're trying to see if there's a chance for you to get back into the league. Yeah. So, and I think it'll all also come down to whatever sanctions they decide to levy on him as well. It's like if he, you know, has to sit out X amount of games because of it or whatever reason because of the engagement yeah. outside of the. Recruiting stuff, Connor Stallions play important as well. Connor Stallions just hanging out in the background. It's, it's not even about that. I don't even think it's about that anymore. Like they're not. I mean, I think it's whatever other recruiting violation they had that was outside of the science. The, the original thing he was suspended for this season. <laughs> Maybe I think there was some could be both. Some other. They're definitely going to get something for the sign stealing stuff. That's not going to go away. You know that that was serious enough that they. Big Ten felt necessary to suspend him completely unprecedented. Like the NCAA is not going to just pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah. So well, anyway, I guess we, we shall see. It'll get, you know what, Dan, sir. it'll give us something to talk about. Yes, it will in the future. Um, All right. So we talked about FC. We talked about the NFL. We talked about your Michigan Wolverines. What else we got? You had some stuff on here. You said you saw what movie did you see? Recently? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, man. The bomb. What do you think? Uh, it was really good. Um, man, it covered a really long time. I mean, he really tried to fit everything into 30, that three years. Yeah, that three hours. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was good. I mean, it was really good acting. It's a really cool story. I never knew the relationship that Oppenheimer had with uh, Einstein. Yeah, that's a really – yeah, that was just seeing – I mean, I thought – I thought they did a really good job with those um, type of actors where, like, you have people who are known historical figures, like the Oppenheimer, the guy who played Oppenheimer did a really good job. The uh, character, who, the guy who played Einstein, I feel like that, I mean, I don't, I never, you know, saw, I, I don't think there's really video out there of Einstein talking, so it's probably hard to screw up, but I felt like it legitimately, like, I felt, I felt like that's probably what he was like, you know? 
Um, <clears throat> I think the embodied the the character. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of um, showing the sort of moral conundrum that he was under. Um, For you know, sure, dude. the like weight the is on your hands. Yeah, the the weight like of making a weapon like that and with the knowledge that it's going to be misused. <clears throat> well, they knew they didn't have any choice. It was a race right. to whoever was the first to create it. Right. That's when it was. And so that's, but that's race right. That's the, yeah. that's like the, do you then allow yourself to consciously be a part of creating it? Um, yeah. Or, you know, what are your feelings on that? Um, so, yeah, I thought, I thought it did a really good job. I thought, you know, once again, it just shows that no matter we are in American history, um, you know, we will beat down our smart people and take advantage of them politically because that's just how America works, you know? Yeah, that, um, was, that was definitely sad. Um, but I think it's also, you know, just a it's a good point to make in our current day and age of, you know, deciding that, you know, doctors are now, you know, evil agents of the government and stuff like that, you know, so... Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go. I I feel like I have to go back and watch that movie over again because I felt like the first time I saw it, I didn't realize that they it was like a lot of timeline. Oh yeah, stuff. not very nonlinear. Yeah, dude, I was I was pretty blitzed when I saw it the first time, and I'm yeah. just like, well, it's like the um, what's going on here? Yeah, and knowing, I feel like knowing kind of you know having watched it once or even knowing some of like the history behind it is also helpful. Like, Oh, this is, they're going through this period now, or this is kind of what's happening. Cause there's not a lot of like exposition going on where they're telling, you know, they're showing you, they're not telling you, which is why it's a good movie, but it also can make it a little difficult to follow at certain points. Yeah. There's not a lot of caption narrative saying no. like this, this is going on at this period. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is where they're at. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting too. I heard that that camp where they did all of that. What is it? Camp uh, Los Alamos. Yeah, Los Alamos. Los Alamos is also where they did a lot of um, testings on uh, UFOs, UFOs yeah. and aliens. And shit. That's where um, that's where uh, Bob Lazar claims yeah, to have worked. Bob Lazar was there. Los yeah. Alamos, yeah. Which is crazy because I think Bob Lazar was also somehow connected to people who were a part of that Oppenheimer group. So yeah, maybe later, not, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think Bob Lazar was in like the 60s. Yep, and they ended up they ended that uh that well that program around the that first bomb, the atomic what was it the they, yeah, they did the bomb? the atom was bomb, it, but then the they, hydrogen bomb? They went with they after that they developed the hydrogen bomb program. Okay, that's what it was. It yeah. was the hydrogen and which was why Los Alamos would have stayed open, yeah. <clears throat> yep, yep. But just generally, it's it became a place for like secret government testing on weapons programs. Yeah, because they had the housing infrastructure. Yeah, they had housing infrastructures in the middle of nowhere, so it's yep. boom, boom, boom. Um. Yeah, man, that was a good movie. I'm glad you finally got to see it. Yeah. I, uh, me too. I saw that movie that came out on. Well, there's a couple of movies that came out on Netflix that I watched recently. Um, Leave the World Behind. Have you seen that? Oh one yeah, yet? we did watch. We watched that. Yep. Dude, what did you think of that? Um, I thought it was interesting conceptually. I thought it was a little over the top with some of the um, suspensefulness that wasn't really suspensefulness. Um, what's, what's, which part is over the top? Just like the, well, over the top, the deer. Someone oh, who, yeah, the deer. Someone that, who, that, that still th throws me off. As someone who spends a lot of time in the woods trying to hunt deer and kind of understands a little bit about deer. The deer stuff made absolutely no sense. Yeah. Deer just, I don't care how weird the world has gotten. I'm trying to talk to you that way. The deer are not going to just show up in a massive herd and like stare at you. They're or not the going to do it. Flamingos? Like that? The flamingos, that was weird. Yeah. I don't, do we, do flamingos even swim on water like that? I've never seen a flamingo swim. I've only seen them standing in water. I guess I suppose they could. That's a great question. I am you know, not can, can aware. I'm, I'm assuming they can because they're water birds, they but probably float. Wait. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think conceptually, the idea around causing like mass hysteria and oh yeah, the scenes with Kevin Bacon were pretty cool. What What was the three the three step process? He said the first step was cutting people off, isolation isolation and then causing mass hysteria and then the third step would just handle itself as yeah pretty much yeah that's kind of yeah which that that to me 
it's so crazy because like it it's that fucking it could be that fucking easy. Yeah. With a country as crazy as ours. Yeah. You think about think, the number of weapons that people have and to try to overthrow the government, like, dude, that would be that I feel like that's not that far fetched. Like that yeah. could be something crazy that would go down. Yeah, I think um it kind of sets itself up for a sequel, I think would be yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, like the more interesting, like what happens next type of movie. Yeah. I would watch. I'm not, I'm not I I didn't I, I enjoyed the movie. It was entertaining. I just kind of came away and was like, huh, that was interesting. It's kind of weird at points. Some things didn't make sense. But uh, yeah, it was good. Like the couple of things that didn't make sense to me is like, okay, I get knocking out communication and power, but like, how does that make a plane crash into the ocean? Yeah, the planes, the planes all crashing into the ocean at the same spot was a little weird. Like that to me didn't make sense. Yeah. Like I guess it would make sense if they had hijacked and taken control of the plane and right. crashed it in. But like that the but nav system just took over and crashed them all onto the yeah. into the coast of the Hamptons. That yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. But like how difficult would it be to fuck up the like for hackers to like hack into the grid of things and just shut everything down? Yeah. Like I thought it, the Tesla thing to me was kind of funny. That I was. laughed out loud a little bit yeah. that. That was a little that was interesting. Um just some of the ways they came up with of like how they could ultimately just gridlock everything. So I will say that if uh, if I was renting out my nice giant mansion house to some people and then the world ended and I went home and they were like acting the way Julia Rob, I would just kick them out. Like y'all can leave. Oh yeah, y'all can leave. Uh, you can just leave. Yeah. How about you leave? How do we know this is your house? Uh, leave. I'm gonna go unlock this cabinet over here with a gun. And yeah. you can leave. Like that, I, I thought he put up with way too much BS just from oh, like yeah. a, how you would react as a person. Like, man, just just kick him she out. Was being a Karen. Or, or make them Karen. sleep in the basement. Hey, y'all can stay, but I'm going to take my bed back and you can go to the basement. Yeah. You can stay, but you got to stay in the basement. Yeah. I could definitely see a sequel coming from that. Yeah. More Kevin Bacon. That's what we need. Yeah, right? Or it's like, Okay, so here's the other thing that was really crazy to me. Do they really have the capability of sounding some type of I don't know the sound thing, like noise thing that could cause us all to like where would it have radiation? Yeah, like, and like and your teeth just fall out. Who's like, that's wild? Yeah, and who's in control of the sound? You know, it's it's or weird. Is like you get bit by a tick and just instantly have Lyme disease. Yeah, so that like that 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 thing. didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sound thing also pretty nonsensical in that like we're trying to play this game of like nobody has control, but also somebody has control of this giant loudspeaker that randomly goes off. And randomly can shatter a window. And shatters windows. It's just Yeah, that was so a weird one. Obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, I think so it's interesting to me is that the Obamas were uh producers. And so I think a lot of that stuff is like, you know. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? The Obamas were producers of yeah. this movie? Yeah, dude. So I think that a lot of... To me, it's kind of weird now. So, yeah. So I think a lot of that stuff is like stuff that the government thinks about or has to prepare for. You know what I mean? Dude, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Anyone from the government like getting involved in media that portrays certain things potentially happening it's like are they preparing us for something maybe dude maybe they're just trying to tell tesla that they got to fix their uh auto drive system so it can't be hacked and clog up the roadways really interesting uh play on some um oh uh george lucas movies um so someone told me that or i read somewhere that uh the Indiana Jones movies are just the time in which Han Solo was uh, incapacitated in the in the carbonite um, in the carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Indiana Jones is his dreams. Movie. Yeah, it's like they, they universe Indi- Han so Solo. The, the name of the uh, the restaurant that you see in the first Indiana Jones movie. It's like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom or something. Yeah. Or, yep. Um, it's the the restaurant's called Obi Wan. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And then in, uh, when he's going to take the 
uh, amulet from that thing, you look and you see some hi- hieroglyphics on the wall, and there's C-3PO and R2-D2 are in one of the <laughs> hieroglyphics. Maybe it's just uh, Steven Spielberg giving a little shout-out to uh, Star I Wars. probably what it was. But some people yeah. were just like, oh, that's exactly what Indiana Jones is. I was like, that's kind of a funny theory. <laughs> I like it. It's a useless theory, but I like it, yeah. I'm, I'm down yeah. for it. The other movie I saw, I just recently saw on Netflix, was that uh, Rebel Moon. Oh, yeah. Movie. I've heard... I guess... I, that I've heard I this bad. I guess it's based off some book. Okay. Maybe. Was it bad? I mean, I want to say it was good. I want to say it was bad. It okay. was entertaining. I okay. mean, it was, I feel like it is what it is. Like, it was a story I knew nothing about. Sure. Kind of explained certain things in the story about it, but I don't understand necessarily what the main purpose of the story is. It said it was part one. Okay. I don't know if it's supposed to be a three-part thing or what, but I'm still not sure. It's what usually not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess they put a lot of money into it. It was uh, who was it? J is it J.J. Abrams? I think J.J. Abrams yeah. was the one was the one who did it or something. Okay. Might have been the director. Um. Yeah, I mean, just I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily great. It had some bigger name actors. In, oh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is the. Director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Snyder cut. Um, but yeah, I feel like they probably in, invested some some money into this. But they had some interesting people. So there's you recognize some Game of Thrones characters. They had both the guys, the, the two different guys that played Dario. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Little shout out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I thought I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. That's as much as I will say. All right. Um. Will I see the other ones when they come out eventually? Will you? I mean, this is part one. I'm curious to see how many more parts they have. Will you? Um. Maybe. Maybe not. What else you got? I don't know. That, I don't know, man. I don't really have anything else. We watched that episode of uh, Real Housewives the other day, and I was describing to Katie that uh, you really need to look at this show as uh, just an updated version of Survivor, where they have like a challenge portion, which is just the beginning, where the women are all competing for the attention of the camera. The producers and showrunners are Jeff Probst, and they're just trying to stir the pot. And then at the end, they get together, have a meal, and vote one of the women off. And as I'm explaining this to her, this particular episode. They literally got so mad at the one chick at the end that they made her leave the house they were staying on on the island. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> well, it's also funny because I was what like telling her, I was like, yeah, about? you know, I'm pretty sure the producers and the other chicks on the show, they all make up like fake social media accounts and just blast each other online just to make drama that they can then yell about at the show. And the reason they kicked this chick off is because they did some detective work and figured out she had been this fake Instagram account that had been ragging on them for the past couple oh of years. Oh, my God. I'm just like, you got to go. We hate you. We hate you. You suck. Dude, it was it was, it was was poetry. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But that's my new theory on that show. It's just Survivor, uh, and they vote someone off at the end. You know, most of the time that person gets to come back, um, but that's just the, that's the format of the, of the show. <laughs> Yes, you, you, they, they they can decide whether or not they yeah, want that they, person like, to come back. At the beginning of dinner, they'll like they'll like prod each other. They'll it's like it's almost like they're looking for who who the weak one is, right? They're like first they get mad at this chick, and they're like, but she brushes it off. She does a good job. She's like, eh, you know, we're gonna focus focus our attention on someone else, and then eventually they settle on one, and they're like, oh yeah, she's the problem this week. They vote her off, dude. I. Uh, I don't know what it is, man. It's just I have a hard time getting around um, reality TV. Oh, dude, it's so bad. Those shows are it's, so bad. It just I feel like it makes us it's not, look like as like in American society, like we're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, but it's not even reality TV, though. It's all so scripted and uh, so? formulaic, scripted? dude. Yes. Oh, you, dude, it's not even real. Like these women don't actually hang out with each other outside of when they're shooting this show. And the formula for the show is... Go somewhere nice, do some rich shit, get drunk, and get into a fight at dinner. That's every single show. <laughs> get drunk, let's have a fight at dinner. Dude, that's it. That is the show. That's every single one of those Real Housewives shows. Every episode is that is the formula. How uh, many glasses of wine get poured on other people? Oh, so many, so many. 
yeah, no, they do. They usually don't get physical with each other, but uh, because then you know, then it might get too real. This is you know just yeah. reality TV real. Um, but no, all, other than that, we have just been watching a lot of Bluey with Blue Roman, or just by ourselves because Bluey. Bluey Bluey's awesome. Any good lessons this week on Bluey? Uh, what was the one we watched last night? Uh, it was a camping episode. It was uh, all about Bluey, and they go camping. And Bluey meets uh, a French friend. They don't speak the same language, but they both speak. Oh, the... it's a French friend. Oh, yes, yeah, Jean-Luc. But they both speak the language of play, and they become friends by playing with each other every day. And then one day, Jean-Luc is gone because his family left the campground. And oh, man. the lesson is that sometimes special people come into your lives for a small period of time, and you just have to appreciate the time you have with them. That's cool. Yeah. And then there's a moment at the end where they like do like a flash forward grow up. Bluey's all grown up. She's they're hanging back out of the campground and Jean Luc shows back up. It's like, Oh hello, Bluey. He speaks English now. Bluey time travels. Yeah, it's just like every once in a while they'll like do like, oh, you know, future just to make a little cute little ending or something. Bluey future. Yeah, cool. future bluey. I so, like yeah, that, man. That's pretty much it for me, man. The Bluey updates, always good. Always good hearing the yep. Roman updates. I still have yet to see the little booger. Yeah, dude. You got to fix that. Come, come say hey. Yeah, dude. Um, wow. we, uh, we've been dealing with COVID lately. Yeah. Yep. Got COVID. Roman's been sick. He's got an ear infection. Katie's got COVID. I've been completely healthy. So, knock on wood, that yeah, continues. Dude, knock on wood. The group that I was with for New Year's, everyone got sick except for me. Dude, I don't know what the hell happened. Everybody is sick. Weird. Everybody. Everyone. Everybody at work is either sick or they're they've got someone at home that's sick. Everybody in the my family, right? It's like, dude, it's this post COVID. We don't hang out that much in person as we used to, and now every year, every year, once a year, when we get together at the end of the year, all the germs get mixed. Yep. It's brutal, man. It's the life. We just gotta. Got to do more making out with random people to spread the germs around, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Got to start spitting in our hands and shaking with people. For, <laughs> for the good of the country. For Share my germ. America. Yes. Make America healthy again. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the slogan. Make America healthy again. That's, Make America healthy again. Yes. That's Joe, that's Joe Biden's uh, campaign slogan for... Term two. And a dance campaign slogan. Yes. Yes. No, that's it. That's it. For the reasonable, non geriatric, uh, reasonable people. What is our, what is our camp? Uh, non geriatric, geriat, geriatric, reasonable people's party. Make America healthy yes. again. Non geriatric, reasonable people's party. Yes. Our, our platform is to make people healthy and uh, do things that aren't dumb. Got to make Pretty our simple. future brighter and healthier for our children. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right, dude. Well, I think that's All about right, it for brother. this week. It's good talking to you, man. Have a good good weekend. Talking to you too, man. And uh, let's you connect. Well. Let's connect next week after this game, and uh, we'll give the breakdown. Go blue, baby. Yeah, man. I'm not rooting for him, but I'm not rooting against him. So <laughs> later, man. <laughs> All right, dude. Have a good week. Yep. Bye. bye.